Hello, hello, good day, and welcome to yet another episode of After School History. I am, as always, your genial host, Anthony J. Eschettino. And today uh, is the 2nd of September. A lot of things going on, a lot to talk about. Try and break everything down. First of all, um, to start off with yesterday was the 80th anniversary of the start of World War II, September 1st, 1939, uh, German forces invading Poland to kick off that war. Now, those people who have taken any of my history courses know that I I often teach World War II, especially the European theater, as kind of, it's act two of the same World War. Um, it's something that Germany tried to do uh, you know, this this development of the greater Germany, this development of, you know, of, of Lebensraum, the living space in the East. Um, they tried that in World War I. They tried to get it, um, and they were unable to. And so World War II is kind of just them taking another crack at it. Obviously, a much more horrific war in terms of casualties because the weapons became, you know, significantly more deadly, especially the development of air power. Um, and that's something that uh, resulted in <clears throat> tremendous more amounts of deaths. And of course, the other major thing was the fact that um, World War II Germany was um, led by the Nazi ideology, uh, the supremacy of the Aryan race, and of course, the horrors of the Holocaust and, uh, you know, of the general annihilation of all people in the East that, you know, the complete discount of human life in the East. So, but, you know, we're rapidly reaching a point now, and I bring this up, <clears throat> not that the 80th anniversary is more significant or less than, you know, the the 81st or 79th, but we are rapidly reaching a time when we will no longer have any living veterans. We reached that years ago with World War I. Um, there's no one left right now that can actually tell you. I was in the trenches. I was at Verdun. I was at the Somme. I was at wherever. With World War II, you know, we have thousands of veterans every day dying off. Uh, you're going to get to that point where no one in the world is going to be able to say, yeah, I was I was there, you know. I was in the Ardennes. I was at Stalingrad. I was, well, especially Stalingrad. But that's where, as a historian, your job is, you know, you have to document things while people are alive. You have to, you have to get records and interviews because, once they're gone, they're gone. And now you no longer have the primary sources. Now um, you're just dealing with anecdotes. You're dealing with, well, my grandfather used to talk about the war as mine did. My grandfather fought in the war. He's dead now, has been for several years. Um, so I can't ask him any longer. Hey, Grandpa, what about this? What about that? Uh, and that's why the historian's job is to document it. Um, you know, I regret I didn't document more. Fortunately, I saved a tremendous amount of his World War II, uh, you know, things he had, um, you know, and I talked to him a lot about it. So I do have good understandings of what went on. Um, I just wish I had been more, I don't know, uh, maybe more analytical about it. But, you know, when someone's your grandfather, you don't always think that way. In any case, uh, so that's for all historians, future historians, document everything. So it's Labor Day. We go back to school tomorrow in the uh, lovely township of Elizabeth. Teachers report back tomorrow. Students report back on Thursday. 
Um, and today is the day that I, I have to come up with a name for it. I invite you, my wonderful listeners, um, send me a message, comment on it. I mean, I'm on iTunes now. You can rate the show. You can make comments. Uh, you can uh, personally um, uh, send me voicemail through if you have the Anchor app, uh, you know, or send a message rather. Um, I want you to tell me, I'm thinking there has to be a name for this day for all teachers because the day before school begins, it's the day of sitting around and thinking about all the things that you swore you're going to do over the summer now that you had all this free time and you totally failed to do because one thing or another came up and you're like, up, oh, you know, I didn't get that done. My goodness, my list. I mean, don't get me wrong. I did things over the summer. I, I had a very nice summer, a lot of great times. I went uh, several places. Um, it was actually a busy summer. But like then I look out in my backyard, for example, and I'm like, oh, God, my trees, you know, I needed to prune this and this and that. And, you know, I was going to go here and I was going to do that. Didn't get to do a lot of these things. But I always think about that on the day of today where you're sitting around and watching that clock go from 2 to 3 o'clock to 4 to 5, and then it's like, up tomorrow morning, start waking up at 5 o'clock and make my way in, um, which is what time I wake up. So uh, if you have any ideas of what type of day we could call this, please let me know. On to um, some other news. There's a, uh, another mass shooting in Texas. Um, someone... I forget who it was, made me aware of um, an idea that the government has, which is to collect data, to massively mine data from things like Fitbits, um, Alexa, Series, all this other stuff, and to then use it to determine when people make kind of, I don't know the right word, lifestyle changes. Like if I'm always active doing something, I have a routine, and all of a sudden I stop. I start asking about things differently on Alexa. I start asking for stuff I've never asked before. That's going to raise what they call the red flags because, unfortunately, people are determined, and I, by people I mean that you know conservative politicians in this country, are determined to consider all mass shootings um, signs of, uh, you know, this is mental instability, okay, mental illness. Um, that's... So absolutely ridiculous, not discounting that there have been people with mental illness who have committed mass shootings, but to just paint all people in this country who have mental illness as potentially being mass shooters is really, really dumb. Um, and let's be honest, okay, uh, you know, I, I joked around with uh, one of my very good friends uh, the other day. SFH, um, who will be making an appearance on this show uh, sometime soon. As I joked around with him, I said, listen, you really want to stop um, mass shootings, uh, basically ban men in the United States from having guns. There you go. I've just solved your mass shooting problems in the United States. If you ban men from, I'm not talking about white men, black men, Latino, you know, just ban men. When is the last time you had a woman, you had a female, commit a mass shooting, okay, in the United States? Again, I, am I saying that there hasn't been where, where a woman hasn't gotten aggravated and shot a couple of people? No, I am quite certain if you dig deep enough. But if you really look at it, okay, um, all of these mass shootings and, and pretty much all, the overwhelming majority of gun violence in this country is committed by men. 
So if you really want to stop things, just ban men from having guns, okay? Women can have guns, that's fine, but men can have guns. There you go. I've just solved your mass shooting issues, and I've probably cut violence in this country, uh, gun violence at least down by 98%. Um, now, obviously, that's never going to happen, uh, but, you know, let's just stop pretending that it's anything other than, you know, it's it's another thing, like I said, I'm tired of these people on TV. Oh, this is, is this the one that's going to turn it, you know, American opinion? No, no, nothing is going to turn uh, for these gun laws. Like I said, Sandy Hook, you know, all of those young children brutally murdered in a classroom, that changed really nothing. Assault rifles are still well out there. Um, so none of this now, just because a person shot seven people, I mean, that's, these days, that's almost like, oh, thank goodness it was only seven. Yeah, I'm sure that the families of the seven people are not saying, thank goodness it was only seven, and we shouldn't, we, we, we shouldn't become accustomed to it, but unfortunately, it, it is a reality. We do become accustomed to these things. But anyway, um, like I said, uh, want to solve mass shootings? Ban men from uh, carrying guns, from owning guns, and from getting access to them. And there you go. I've solved the problem. Um, Hurricane Dorian coming down. Uh, just a brief mention about that. Um, you know, a, another thing with people that live in these wonderful areas. Um, look, I know a lot of people love living on the ocean. My mother used to talk about how she could just sit on a porch and listen to the um listen to the waves uh go back and forth all day long and that's great and i i understand people love that but the problem is that when you live in these places like the outer banks okay you live down on the florida coast the georgia coast the carolinas we do get hurricanes and they hit and and they destroy they're extremely destructive and as climate change continues which i know People will deny, no, there's no such thing. Global warming's not real. It was 70 degrees the other day instead of 85 degrees. So therefore, it, how is it getting cooler in the summer? Ha ha, global warming's not real. The temperatures in the water of the Atlantic are getting warmer every year. Now, it doesn't seem like, you know, you might say, well, it's getting a quarter of a degree, a half a degree warmer, a degree warmer. This is the difference between churning out Category 5 hurricanes, Category 4 hurricanes, and having lesser hurricanes and tropical storms. And again, I'm not a meteorologist, so, you know, if you are and you want to correct me, by all means do that. But the bottom line is that hurricanes feed on warm waters. As the waters get warmer, because the earth is getting warmer, what's going to happen is uh, these hurricanes are going to become more and more powerful. And whereas before, maybe we only saw uh, you know, some maybe a Category 5 hurricane was a once every so many years. We're going to see it more often now. Um, again, and compa combined with the fact that, you know, the ice shelf is melting, water levels are rising, uh, that just means when the flooding comes, it's going to be catastrophically worse. Again, people can try and pretend it's not there, uh, but I think that if you want to pretend that global warming isn't real, if you want to pretend that climate change isn't real, uh, you should be forced to move to um, an outer island or an island that scientists are saying, you know, should be uh, underwater in the next few years. Because if you're right, then what are you worried about? You know, it's not going to happen anyway. Um, so I kind of wanted to 
end by talking about something uh, that um, is, is very near to me in the sense that I'll be teaching this within the next month. And it really goes to uh, everything that I try and convey about history and the scientific method. Okay, so um, scientists discovered in Idaho, in the United States, they discovered an arrowhead that was about 16,000 years old. Okay, now, what is, why is this significant? Well, it's significant because there are two theories about how the first Native Americans got to what is today North America, Central America, South America. And the two theories went along the lines of the following. A, they either went over the land bridge, the Bering Strait, so they came from what is today north-northeast Russia, and at a point, um, you know, there was a land bridge there, okay, because of the glaciers, and they were able to make that trip across, and then they came down. And the other theory was that they came by boat. Okay, um, not necessarily sailing straight across the Pacific, but maybe hugging the coastline and going down, and then they found, you know, the Americas, what would become named the Americas. Now, when I've taught this in the past, and this is chapter one in US one, I've always said, you know, uh, scientists have different beliefs about this. And right now, we don't know with any kind of conclusiveness what, what happened here. Okay. Um, and so, what now, however, with the discovery of this uh, arrowhead, okay, um, they were able to carbon date it to uh, about, that's just 14,000 years. I mean, I said 16,000, but it was 14,000, which is about 2,500 years before the land bridge would have been available. Okay, so this little discovery now shows us that the way that the first Native Americans came over was, in fact, by boat, okay? This is significant. It's great. I mean, first of all, it's a great historical discovery because it helps us understand things a lot better. But again, it, you know, in history, yeah, we, we say, okay, this is what I'm teaching right now, but, and, and it's like in science, when you find out something new, okay, uh, there's no shame in saying, oh, okay, you know, um, you know, maybe I had taught and I had said, listen, I believe that the land bridge was probably the correct way because of the way that, you know, native tribes moved at the time and this and that. But there's no shame now in turning around and saying, okay, well, I thought this. Now evidence has come out and I'm changing my, uh, changing my opinion because now I have facts that back an alternative opinion, um, an alternative theory, Okay. And these facts suggest that I was wrong in thinking this. There's no shame, though, in saying, yeah, I was wrong in thinking this. Now I accept that it looks like this is what happened, okay? Um, you know, in science and in history, we have this all the time, where we have discoveries of, of things that show us that, you know, maybe the facts that we thought were there. And it's not saying the facts aren't real or that the facts are wrong, okay? Um a fact is not right or wrong. A fact is a fact, okay? It's a piece of evidence. It's something that is is there. So a fact is that this arrowhead was found and it predated the land bridge by 2,500 years, all right? So we accept it. 
And, you know, my encouragement to uh, people everywhere is, you know, there is so little in this world that is absolutely down there. You need to ask questions. But when something does challenge you, you know, when, when you come up with evidence that shows you that you have been wrong, don't continue stubbornly saying, no, I'm going to, you know, I, I don't care. You know, global warming isn't real. I don't care if evidence is showing increasingly that, you know, temperatures are getting hotter and this and that. Um, you know, and, and even uh, my friends uh, with religious beliefs, I know they don't change. Everything is right. But sometimes it's good to be open to possibilities. And, you know, but when you come up with these realities, then you have to accept them. So in any case, that was my little bit here. I know, terribly thrilling for most of you listening, but, you know, since it is something I will be dealing with uh, literally within the next couple of weeks, I felt that I would just share that with you. Um, in any case, um, I will ha- be having a couple more episodes coming up. I've already begun jotting down some ideas for them. As always, um, you may definitely uh, send me your information. Go subscribe to the podcast uh, if you like it, give it a like. Um, I'm going to try and put things out. Like I said, this as we go into things, once I'm back into a routine, at least once a week, and then maybe some mini ones midweek. Um, I've had suggestions from a couple of people already. Um, <laughs> my friends, admittedly, for the most part, everything from, you know, do a, a talk about gaming, um, maybe a little historical, um, you know, views on gaming, like going back. Those of you who those of you who played games in the past, you might recognize things like, you know, the Bard's Tale, Ultima, you know, EverQuest, World of Warcraft, you know, this is back in the day, um, gaming classic stuff like that. Uh, D&D, of course, you know, the board gaming, that goes back for a while. Um, and I've also got suggestions to do an article on, uh, you know, on the different kinds of whiskeys, uh, you know, for people looking into it. I don't know. I'll have to see if that one is... Uh, you know, I mean, it's nothing that's not PG, but I, I don't want my younger listeners, you know, going off and telling their parents uh, afterwards that they learned Mr. Ashtino suggested, you know, Glenn Morangy is really the scotch to, uh, you know, to dip your feet into the world of it with. We, we don't necessarily want that. So I'm not advising it again. Don't drink before you're 21, uh, kiddos. Anyway, um, that's all for me for right now. I do hope you've enjoyed this. Um, like I said, please do um, subscribe, give me a rating. I am on all of the major sources now, iTunes, the Android store, Anchor, uh, who I thank again for everything they've done. I should probably start recording anything for them so I can get money off of it, but I'm just not doing that right now. So, um, yep, go listen up. I have a bunch of other episodes on there in the past and we will have more to follow. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, uh, wherever you are, and we will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.